listening to Every Moment with Errol Lee. We believe that every moment deserves a better story. And on this podcast, we tell those stories. Here's your host, Errol Lee. Hello, everybody. How's it going? My name is Errol Ebanks, and this is another edition of Every Moment with Errol E. Now, today I want you to meet a very special and talented guest. Delaware's own STEM queen of Wilmington, Jacqueline Means. Now, Wilmington, Delaware. Now, not many people know this, but if you looked on the news, read articles, Delaware, especially Wilmington, has been called Murder Town, USA. But Jacqueline isn't letting that moniker hold her back. Now, as we know, Not many people grow up with positive role models, resources, or opportunities. But Jacqueline, she is changing all that. There's also a shortage, if you haven't heard, of women in STEM, as well as minorities trying to go into STEM. But with Jacqueline being a positive role model to many young women out there, she is using her talents for good. And she is bringing a voice to many young women. So please welcome Jacqueline Means. Thank you, Errol. Happy to be here. Awesome. So let's dive right in. So what is your high and what is your low today? The highest point of my day, I'd have to say is this podcast interview. I am so excited to be here. I love just getting my message out there that STEM is for everybody. There are, it has no exclusions, whether you're male, female, young, older, um, there's a place for you in STEM. So definitely my high point is this interview. And I don't know, my low, I don't really have one. I've had an awesome day today. I'm really positive. Christmas is, oh, this will air later, right? That's fine. You're good. You're good. So Christmas, yes. <laughs> Um, my low, I would have to say, is nothing. I've had an awesome day, and I'm just really excited for the new year and the holidays. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yes, I'm very excited about this podcast as well. So I tried to do, I kind of did my research a little bit today, and I went on your website. Now, <laughs> it is stem-queen.com. Yep, I always say stem-queen.com. There you go, stem-queen.com. Now, there are some interesting facts. Um, So you love anime, uh, Japanese animation and manga, Mm -hmm. Japanese comics. So can you tell me, what is your favorite anime or manga? So like mine was Sailor Moon growing up. (laughs) My favorite anime um, is either Attack on Titan or Tokyo Ghoul. I love the animation style. The plot line is so just intricate and interesting, and I just, I love those two. Um, my favorite manga, my brother actually taught me how to say it correctly. He made fun of me for saying manga. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my favorite manga, I don't know. I love the Attack on Titan one. Just, again, the art style is so incredible. The time that the illustrators put into it is just so amazing. So definitely Attack on Titan. Um, I even speak a little Japanese. My mom thinks uh-huh. it's hilarious. I wake up and I say, um, Ohio gozaimasu, Oka-san, which is good morning, mother. And she always says, Jacqueline Victoria, I don't even know what you're saying. So, but just a little Japanese to start my day. <laughs> now, was that self-taught? 
Yes, I only know the kind of very basics, but I want to eventually travel to Japan. I want to go to Akihabara, the uh, anime and manga capital of the world, so I could just totally nerd out over there. Um, but I'm working on it slowly but surely. Nice, nice. That, that's awesome. So <laughs> yeah. that's that's really cool. Speaking another language and being self-taught. Um, that's pretty hard nowadays, <laughs> um, but that's really good. You're taking that initiative now. You're an avid video gamer. I am. I am. <laughs> now, now, what's your favorite game? Favorite console? Because I can go back from Sega all the way to like Xbox. My favorite, well, console. Um, with uh, PC, I do not Xbox game. I just can't seem to get my hands right on the controller. Mm-hmm. But PC gaming, uh, WASD, I'm all about it. Uh, so definitely PC. Um, and my favorite game right now is definitely Death Stranding. It's uh-huh. really cool. It's starring Norman Reedus of The Walking Dead, one of my favorite shows. Um, that's not anime. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely Death Stranding. It's a really cool game. Nice. Nice. So, speaking of games, let's talk about kind of like growing up as a kid. Like, what did you want to do as a kid? What was like your dream career? So, it's funny you say that, and it's funny you were talking about games. I was about seven or eight years old um, mm-hmm. when I was just sitting in the house because my mom, it being Maritime USA, did not let my brother and I play outside um, mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. She always said, I don't want you guys to be a victim of violence because you were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Right. Um, which at seven years old, I didn't understand. I just wanted to go play, but she knew what she was doing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was funny because I was inside and I was just playing on her computer um, seeing what games are out there, and this like heart surgery simulator came up, and I, I, I couldn't even read the words. I was like heart surgery simulator. I just couldn't. I could barely read it, but I saw heart, and I was like, well, that looks cool. So I clicked on it, and it just had me clicking little like arrows and stuff. But I thought that was so fascinating. And there were more games. There was eye surgery simulator. There was liver surgery simulator. And then I saw brain surgery simulator, and mm. I clicked on that one, and I think I played it for maybe three hours, just in a row. And the games did not differentiate, but I just wanted to watch it again and again and again because I just thought it was so fascinating that they were cutting into the skull and removing the bone flap and then fixing the problem and then closing them back up and they were okay. And that just inspired me from age seven to continue um, or to fall in love with the brain and with neuroscience. And even up to 17 years old now, I still want to be a neurosurgeon. I'm still fascinated by the brain. And that is all because I saw that video game when I was seven years old. And that kind of snowballed into my love of STEM as a whole. But just that one game really inspired me. Wow. So, <laughs> I mean, that's all it takes. It just takes mm-hmm. one game, one one spark to mm-hmm. spark a child's mind and keep that with them for years to come. Absolutely. And that's just really cool that you decided, you know, this is not just a game. This is something that I can utilize to one day help the world save Absolutely. a life and mm-hmm. things like that. So that's pretty cool. So what did you, what made you want to create the Wilmington Urban STEM Initiative? Yeah, so from seven, I fell in love with neuroscience and then eventually science, technology, engineering, and math, just STEM, the whole of it. Um, and my mom saw that and said, oh, my little girl is into science, she's into math, I'm going to buy her books, and I'm going to buy her video, or what, let her watch videos on this topic. And I was so into it. I wanted to do nothing else except come home from school and watch my science videos and play my tech games. 
and I would go to school with my little like nerdy stuff and my friends just thought it was so weird that I loved this so much and I remember just thinking why don't they love this as much as I do I want to do nothing but this and they want to go do other things they want to go color they want to go play with the dresses which is absolutely fine I love to color I love to play with dresses but come mix chemicals with me you know Mm -hmm. um and they just were not about it they said Jackie you're being really weird it's really nerdy stop and I was like no way um, but from even eight, nine, ten, I saw that other girls did not love this stuff as much as I did. Mm-hmm. And when I got older, I kind of, I still kept that love of STEM with me. I just kind of kept it to myself. Um, so I wouldn't get made fun of in school. Mm-hmm. And I remember I hit 13 or 14 and I said, you know what? I'm sick and tired of other girls not being as excited about this as me. I want to share my love with them. I I don't know how I'm going to do that, but I want them to know STEM is fun. STEM is exciting. It's not boring. It's not just for boys. It's Mm -hmm. something that anyone and everyone can do. Um, And that kind of sparked my idea. I remember saying to my mom, you know what, mom? I want to have a big party and I'm going to invite some girls from the area and we're going to make experiments together. And she was like, Jacqueline, do you want a slumber party? And I was like, no, mom, not a slumber party, something bigger. Mm-hmm. And it just snowballed into, okay, we're going to have a day and we're going to invite empowering female speakers and it's not going to be one experiment, it'll be multiple. And just, it really snowballed into this kind of whole girls empowerment STEM event idea. Nice. So, interesting because not many parents will pick up on their child's interest. They might be like, ah don't do this or it's not this, but your mom decided to really enhance what she was seeing, which was science and your interest in that and being curious about it and really pushing through. Do you feel that is very important that a parent really pushes what their child is doing? I do. I think that parental support, not even just parental, but a guidance counselor support, a friend mm-hmm. support, an aunt support, or anyone in your family um, or friend group, that support can provide you with the stepping stone that you need to get inspired and be wow. have that spark um, to want to do something. Uh, I feel, I, I know that if I had not had that support from my mom, I would not be where I'm at today. If my mm-hmm. mom had just said, oh, it's just a phase or that's not for girls or anything like that, if she had not encouraged me so strongly, I would not be in the position I'm in today where I know STEM is what I want to do, where I know that I should encourage others to engage in STEM because they might not have that same support from their mom, from their dad, from their friend. Um, And I can be that support for them because I've had that support in these past years, you know? Mm -hmm. So absolutely, it's just supporting whatever it is your kids may be interested in. Um, I think that parents should definitely just embrace their kids' kind of quirks because you never know um, what those quirks might turn into, you know? That is true. That is true. Now, was there a challenge or a nervousness when you had your first STEM uh, initiative event? Absolutely. My very first event was, I think, four or five years ago. So Mm -hmm. we've been doing it for a long time now. Um, But my first event was so nerve-wracking because... Again, it was just this little idea I had when I was 14 years old and we kind of started up maybe six months later and we said, we're going to do this for real. Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember planning it. We said, okay, how are we going to market this? How are we going to get the word out and make sure there's kids there and it's not just empty? Mm -hmm. Um, Another challenge was the funds. My mom, um, we didn't know what we were going to do because I had just thought about, okay, we're going to buy glue, we'll need gloves, we'll need aprons. And I had it factored in cost. And we pulled up 
the spreadsheet after I added everything up, it was like a thousand something dollars. And I was like, where are we going to get a thousand dollars? And again, my mom's unwavering support. She um, didn't pay her car payment that month to help me do my event that I wow. wanted to do. I know. So that was just showing me just how much she believed in my mission and what I wanted to do. So that was really incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, why I'm in the position I'm in today. Right. Um, all thanks to my mom. Um, but yeah, just some problems, some bumps in the road, but we definitely made it happen. My first event, um, I was so happy at the end of the day because the little girls before they left came up to me and said, when's the next one? Nice. And that was just the best thing for me to hear because it, it meant that they had enjoyed themselves so much. They wanted to come back and become even more engaged with STEM. So that was just amazing. But my first event had Congresswoman Lisa Blunt Rochester at it um, because I think I always say you can't be what you can't see. Right. I think representation is so important, especially for young girls of color. Mm-hmm. Um, and not even just to see women in the STEM field, but to see women in any position of power. Right. Um, I think representation is very important. So I had the Congresswoman. I had Wilmington Treasurer, Ms. Valerie Jones-Potter. Um, DuPont researcher Dr. Terry Quinn Gray just mm-hmm. influential women of color to show these girls that you can be anything you want to be whether it's in the STEM field or not you can be in a position of power you can inspire others you can do anything you want to do you just have to set your mind to it right but my first event was nerve-wracking and crazy but it was successful and it just gave me the kind of hope for the future to continue doing it nice so from when you started to now, what, why, why is there that, that whole, like, maybe girls don't feel or young ladies don't feel that they should be in STEM and it's a boy's career? Is mm-hmm. it more just like society's play into it? Does it not seem interesting when growing up? Because if, when we grow up, we see, the whole marketing ideas where boys only can do this and young ladies can only do this. And it's just now it's like everyone can do anything now. But it seems like marketing has influenced people where it's like, well, you can do this, but you can't do this. So do you feel like there? it's because of marketing, it's because of society or? I do. I think that society likes to put people into spheres and label them as oh if you're a woman this these are the 10 jobs you can have and if you're a man these are the 10 jobs you can have Mm -hmm. and they shouldn't cross they shouldn't mix um and i think that that's been happening for a long long time um and i feel like we're finally um 2019 coming 2020 kind of breaking that stereotype breaking that mold um that's been placed uh i do think that young girls are heavily influenced by society. I've watched many videos and many documentaries on little girls um, being put at a table and being being told to pick, oh, do you want to play with the like truck or do you want to play with the doll? And the girl will pick up the doll and the kind of um, moderator will say, oh, well, why'd you pick up the doll? She said, because girls are supposed to play with dolls. And she had to say, because I wanted to, because I like it. She said, because girls are supposed to play with dolls. And I just thought that that was incredibly sad that this little girl at six years old felt that she could only do one thing because it's what she was supposed to do. Um, So I do think society has a major role in what um, not just young girls, but young boys feel that they are able or allowed to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that what I'm doing is um, so important because I'm showing them that 
you aren't supposed to do anything. You're supposed to do, or the only thing you're supposed to do is what makes you happy, you know? What makes you happy, what keeps you healthy, and just what brings joy into your life, whether it be STEM, whether it be acting, whether it be dancing or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, Letting them know they can break the mold. You don't, there's nothing you can't do, you know? Um, Even my events, my my goal after I, um, when I was kind of telling my mom, like, oh, this was my little opening speech, I had said that, I hope to raise the percentage of women in science, tech, engineering, and math fields because it is only 29%. In 2020, it's only 29%. Um, or 2019, it's only 29%, which is so discouraging. I couldn't imagine telling a little girl, oh, you want to be a scientist? Awesome. If you walk into a room, you'll see 30 men and maybe two women. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they would feel they wouldn't have the backbone, the support um, of just people who are like them, you know, people who might feel a little might feel like outsiders so just raising that percentage um specifically inspiring um a younger generation of girls to pursue educations and careers in stem Mm -hmm. um because i think it's important that just as a society as a whole we utilize all available potential you don't know um what you don't know you know if you don't ask someone if you don't ask people of different like backgrounds of different walks of life, you'll never get different input and you'll never come up with a different solution than what you've already been getting. Mm-hmm. So just utilizing all available potential. But yeah, I think society plays a major role in just choices that we as young people make every day. Right. Sure. I, I agree. I agree. Now, still on that topic, how about when it comes to minorities? Um, like we rarely see minorities in science really or mathematics or technology why why do you think it's like that i again i think society has been so exclusive for so long mm-hmm. um just saying, oh, only this kind of person can be in this job. And if you're not this kind of person, this isn't for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's still the ideal. You know, people are beginning to see that, oh, I can do whatever I want to do, you know, despite mm-hmm. what society might say. But it's only just now starting. I think they've been so exclusive for so long. People might feel like they can do anything, but they just might not want to because they might walk into that room of 30 white male scientists and say I'm the only person of color I'm the only woman in here I don't want to be the only one I don't want to kind of blaze that trail and it can be scary when you're the only one doing something you know you don't know if you're going to succeed you don't know if you're going to have just the support of others Mm -hmm. um even I'm sure you've seen Hidden Figures or read it Mm -hmm. I've watched that movie and again this she was the only um, female mathematician in just a room full of white men and well, a black woman mathematician um, or a, black, a female black mathematician in this room and they did not support her even though she was right in every calculation she did they didn't support her simply because she was different from them and mm. even fast forward to now I'm sure that that still happens in some way shape or form throughout the world um, and it can be just horrible when you feel that way when you feel like an outsider when you feel like you're being treated differently just because of how you look Mm -hmm. so i think that you don't or you might not see as many people of color in science fields or in stem fields just because they don't want to be the only one in there and not receive the same support as others Mm -hmm. so absolutely i think that society has really changed people's minds about what they can do right 
But it's good to see that you're breaking that mold and you're progressing through in that whole STEM field. Now, growing up, we really didn't have science, technology, engineering, mathematics. I mean, they were there, but it wasn't as big. And STEM is slowly creeping into schools. Now, do you feel they should teach STEM from K through 12 all the way through? Or should they just wait to go to college and figure it out? I think that they should start young. Mm -hmm. um, and that's uh, a major reason why I uh, start inviting the girls to my events from age six. Mm -hmm. Because I think that when, as, it, as much as it is a good effort and incredible work when you have a STEM program in middle school, by that age and at that time, Young girls have already decided that STEM is too hard for them or it's too boring for them. Um, and they're going to be set in their ways well into their college years. But if you can get um, to a little girl when she's six years old and is still excited about everything and wants to just soak up knowledge like a sponge, you can have a real impact in her life. Mm -hmm. um, I know that if I had not found that neurosurgery game at age seven and I had seen that at 13 when I had already been told I couldn't go into STEM because I'm a young woman of color, I would have decided, oh, I'm not doing that because society has told me that I can't. Right. But because I was impacted and inspired at such a young age, I've kept that love with me throughout these past 10 years um, up to age 17 now. Um, and I've been able to keep that with me because I was impacted so young. Mm -hmm. So I think that STEM classes should be taught from kindergarten all the way up through 12th, 12th grade. Um, I think that's very important just to let them know, even if it's just simple um, experiments or simple courses, just letting them know this is fun. This isn't something that you should hate or something that's really boring. This can be exciting, you know? Mm -hmm. True. So creating these science parties, um, do you want to make that into a grander scale um, for young women or yourself just going to different maybe states or countries doing different science parties. Some events? Yep. Yeah. Um, I do. I am focusing on expanding in Delaware right now, my home state. Mm -hmm. um, I'd love to see just more young girls actively involved and engaged with STEM, feeling empowered to embrace STEM and see that it's exciting and cool. Um, but eventually, I would love to maybe get into the tri-state area. Mm -hmm. um, you know, fingers crossed, big dreams. But in the future, maybe have a girls in time at STEM event in every state, you know? Nice. Um, but for now, I'm focusing on expanding my initiative to not just in Wilmington, but all throughout Delaware, um, into Sussex County and Kent County. Um, and just letting kids or girls down there know that. This is really fun too, you know. I'm not just fixing on Wilmington. I want everyone, um, all the young girls, to know that STEM is fun. So, what experiments uh, do they make? Um, we have done a lot in the past five years, but some highlights would definitely be uh, my newest experiment, a liquid nitrogen cloud. Ooh. It is so exciting. I don't know if you saw my feature on Access Hollywood with Mario Lopez, okay. but it's on my website, stem-queen.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so it's liquid nitrogen, mm -hmm. which is negative 320 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm -hmm. So cold beyond cold. <laughs> Um, mixed with boiling hot water. And the experiment really just shows the difference in temperature between the two liquids. But when you mix them, it just explodes into this big cloud. You can't even see anything. It's so thick in the air. 
um, but the girls love it. I just did um, a presentation at Southbridge Neighborhood House, mm-hmm. um, which is cool because I've been volunteering there since I was eight years old. So nice. I've watched little girls grow up. They've watched me grow up. Um, but I just did my annual toy giveaway. Um, so the girls don't know I'm leaving the presents, mm-hmm. but I do experiments with them and then I surprise them with the uh, toys. But the girls were just so shocked from the crowd. They actually ran out of the room. They were so scared. <laughs> <laughs> it's harmless, totally harmless. But it was just fun to see them be so just excited. After I told them it was okay, they came back and they felt how cold it was. And it was really cool to see the smiles on their faces. But definitely liquid nitrogen cloud. Nice. So when you created that, was it just challenging? Like, how do you figure out what type of maybe ingredients mm-hmm. to put? Like, how, how do you figure all that out? I watch a lot of videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, I come home, I'll do my homework, and maybe just to wind down, I'll just pull up my uh, computer and just see what new experiments are out there. Um, I don't know if you saw, but Miss America 2020 is Camille Schreier of Virginia, uh-huh. um, who is a chemist. So I was actually at Miss America because I'm Miss Delaware's Outstanding Team, mm-hmm. and I watched her do an experiment that I've done many times, elephant toothpaste, um, just keeping up to date with things in the news, things that are going on. And that's just one example of kind of seeing an experiment in the news and saying, oh, I love that. I'm going to try that as well. Um, so keeping up with what's going on. Um, but yeah, just getting inspired from other people and kind of using what they use. <laughs> but yeah. Awesome. So you mentioned like the Miss Delaware um, with that organization. Like I know you've done it. Mm-hmm. I know you won it. Yes. So <laughs> how how has that helped push your platform? So oftentimes people will think that I got into pageantry and then started getting back through STEM, mm-hmm. and it could not be uh, further from that. I got into STEM and volunteering and giving back way before I got into pageants. I am going into my fifth year of having my STEM initiative and having my Girls Empowerment STEM events, um, and this is only my second year of doing pageantry. So pageantry was kind of a side effect of me volunteering. Right. Um, I saw that the Miss America's Outstanding Teen Organization gives scholarship money. And college could be very expensive. Me wanting to be a neurosurgeon, I'm going to spend many years uh, mm. furthering my education. So college money uh, or free college money is always welcome. Yes. <laughs> um, but I saw that and I said, oh, you know what? They want you to have a platform, like something you stand for, something you um, want to do to impact others. And I said, this is perfect because I already love giving back. I already want to positively impact others with my STEM initiative. Mm-hmm. So it just totally worked out. Everything coincided perfectly. Um, but yeah, I've had a great year so far. I'm in my six months, so halfway through my year reign, my year of service um, nice. as Miss Downer's outstanding team, and I'm loving it. Um, going out in my lab coat and my crown, just seeing little girls say, oh, mommy, that princess is a scientist. So it makes me smile. <laughs> just shoving little girls that you can be and do anything. That is true. That is true. I completely agree. Um, young women, young men, they can do anything, whatever their hearts desire. Mm-hmm. So you've been traveling this year a lot. Yes. <laughs> um, seeing many different places. Um, can you kind of give a timeline of maybe the different places or the people you have met along the way? Absolutely. So I would say it started beginning of this year. Everything 
I thought that this was going to be the highest point of my life, um, like the, just the best thing I'll ever do. And that was being a speaker at Tori Birch, um, her Embrace Ambition Summit. And that was wow. in, I think, maybe March. It was very early in this year. And everything just snowballed from there, from uh, Tory, speaking at the Tory Birch uh, Summit to going to Disney Dreamers Academy, mm -hmm. um, where I was one of 100 teens selected out of 10,000 applicants to go to Disney World um, and meet Steve Harvey and get to talk with him about his experience and just being told that you are the future, you are what the world needs to make uh, in a better place. So mm -hmm. that was amazing. Um, just being inspired by everyone there at the Disney Genius Academy. And then um, from there, it's really just been a whirlwind. Um, but from there, from Steve Harvey, I think maybe a month later, I was on the Steve Harvey show. Mm -hmm. So I met Mr. Harvey himself again in person. And then, what else? <laughs> Um, the Today Show, mm -hmm. where I received $10,000 worth of supplies from Subaru. Um, and even a little before that, I got a $10,000 grant from the Comores Company, oh, nice. um, a division of DuPont, which has really helped me with holding my Girls in Primary STEM events. I've been able to have more girls in attendance, give them even more things to take home. Um, but it's definitely been a blessed year. I was on Dr. Oz, Access Hollywood, um, just so many incredible opportunities that I've had because I've been so passionate about helping my community mm -hmm. and as as much as I appreciate um, all the opportunities I've had um, from the today sh from the shows I've been on to the experiences I've had the reason I've had those um, is because I want to help my community you know and mm -hmm. I'm so grateful that these things have been happening and that I'm still able to give back, you know, mm -hmm. because that's kind of the basis of all this. I just want to help my community and make it a better place. Right. Um, so it's been a blessed year and I'm just so grateful. That <laughs> is, that's awesome. That is awesome. So on that topic of giving back, why do you think it's so important to give back? I think that using the just resources that someone has mm -hmm. to help others. I think that's what makes the world go around, you know? Right. My mom and dad giving me knowledge that they've learned um, when they were younger is making me a better, more well-rounded person, you know? Um, and me using the information that I've received from them and the opportunities that they've uh, given to me to help other kids in my community mm -hmm. is going to help those kids and help those kids that they know, you know? And it just keeps going, um, just paying it forward, you know? Um, I think that one misconception is that people are too busy to give back. Mm. Um, and a lot, I just, I, a couple years ago, I gave a TEDx Wilmington talk. And in my speech, I said, people make time to get their nails done. People make time to get their hair done and go to the gym and watch TV. You can make time to give back, whether it's 30 minutes, whether it's one hour, whether it's once a month, whether it's once a year, you know, you can make time to give back to others to help somebody mm -hmm. um, because you're never too busy to do something for yourself. You shouldn't be too busy to do something for someone else. Um, but I do, I think giving back is very important. I think it keeps people humble. I think it makes people's heart warm, you know. Um, I always feel better after I do something nice for someone else. And it's just a wonderful feeling when you know you're helping someone um, improve their life. So giving back, I think. It's very, very important thing. Awesome. So who inspires you every day? Well, cliche. <laughs> Someone who inspires me every day is my mom. Mm -hmm. She's so resilient. 
Um, and I don't think I've ever seen her give up on anything ever. <laughs> um, even when we're stuck in traffic and we're two minutes from me being late and she says, we're going to get there. We always get there. <laughs> uh, but my mom, um, someone else would definitely be Dr. Terry Quinn Gray. Mm-hmm. She is someone I referenced earlier. She was at my very first event and she's been supporting me ever since. Um, but just she has studied everything from lipstick making to creating bombs you know Mm. she's had a long and very successful career and just the fact that she's a woman of color who's had such an impact in her field um just inspires me even more so definitely dr terry um as well as miss lisa blunt i don't know if you know her story Mm -hmm. but she was actually not going to run for office because Mm. like maybe a, a little while before she was supposed to run her husband passed away um, and she said it was just such a tough, difficult time for her. And she didn't even know if she was in the right mindset to run. Right. Um, but she said, you know what? This is what my husband would have wanted. This is what I want. And I'm going to make him proud. And she has done so much good for Delaware um, since she made that decision to kind of fight through that and just keep going, keep pushing. Right. Um, but she really inspires me, her perseverance, her resilience. Um, and definitely Dr. Alexa Kennedy. She is, or she was the first um, African-American female neurosurgeon. So she inspires okay. me for many reasons, um, being a trailblazer in the field that I want to pursue mm-hmm. um, and just showing little girls like me that you can do anything, you know? Even if you look different from what people are used to, you can, as long as you persevere, as long as you work hard, you can do anything. So That's true. definitely those women, many others, but those women especially really inspire me. Nice. And... On that positive uh, wave of inspiration, <laughs> have you uh, been looking at maybe different schools to maybe start studying neurosurgery? Yes. Absolutely. Um, Johns Hopkins. Um, top school. Top school. Top school, right? Um, top med school in the country. They have many incredible alumni, um, including Dr. Ben Carson. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely Johns Hopkins. I, I want to be the best in the world which sounds very incredibly ambitious and I know it is and that's why I say that you know I, see I have I a see very it. thank you um I have a very very high goal um so I con- will continually strive to reach that goal mm-hmm. whether I mean it or not will be determined in the future but I will always be striving to be the best and I know that if I have that goal then I'll never falter. You know, if I say, you know what, I'm not the best yet. I need to continue to work. I need to continue to study. I need to continue to educate myself so I can be the best. Um, I'll eventually get there. <laughs> but Johns Hopkins for med school. Um, whoops. No, Ben Carson did not go to <laughs> Johns Hopkins. I said the wrong name. It's Let's okay. See. It's okay. We're going we're gonna to search for it. We're going to search Johns for it. Johns Hopkins, right? All right, just kidding. <laughs> okay, snip. Um, so Ben Carson um, made contributions to Johns Hopkins, um, which are amazing. So I would love to go to Johns Hopkins in school. All right, next. <laughs> so that's awesome. So John Hopkins, John Johns Hopkins. Yes. Um, I know two people that actually work there it's a really awesome hospital um great things that they are doing Mm -hmm. with advancements in technology and how they are really enhancing life and the quality of life 
So when it comes to life, when it comes to all of those things, your footprints, you are leaving footprints everywhere you go. What footprint would you want to be remembered for? I would like to be remembered as a young girl um, mm-hmm. of color from Waratown, USA, who didn't let anything hold her back, um, who had the support of many, um, and that's why I was able to leave a footprint. But I'd like to be remembered for just bringing STEM to Wilmington in particular. Um, I know that there are girls two zip codes away who have who are going to receive many more opportunities from. Um, the people they know mm-hmm. because they're living in a different area of Delaware. Um, but just being remembered for bringing STEM to Wilmington in a fun way, in an exciting way, um, empowering young girls living in Southbridge, living um, in Wilmington to know that you're, you're so much more than your circumstances. You're so much more than the negativity that may surround you. Um, and you should keep your head up high because mm-hmm. Greater things are coming, you know. Just being remembered for empowering young girls to embrace them. Um, yeah, just be confident, you know. Letting them know you can do absolutely anything. And I know I've said that so, so much, but truly, I want them to know you can do absolutely anything. Mm-hmm. Um, because even just 20 years ago, that wasn't the mindset that girls had. That it was, oh, you can be a mom, you can be a teacher, or you can be a secretary. And while those are all incredibly important jobs, there is so much more that you can be, you mm-hmm. know? You shouldn't limit yourself, you know? Um, so just let them know you are so much more than what you may think. Mm-hmm. Right. Awesome. Thank you very much, Jacqueline, for this awesome edition of Every Moment with Arrow E. I know <laughs> truly you're going to be a star. You're going to make <laughs> a great impact in this world you already have. Um, Thank you. You touched so many people so far, so I can just see your light shining more and more each day. Thanks for listening to Every Moment with Errol E. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now.